Welcome to the Hope United Church Podcast. We are one church with two locations. For video live streams of our services and more information, please visit www.hopeunited.org.uk. Let me just start by reading a scripture. This is from Acts, uh, Acts 3. Uh, and I'm going to read it and then stop and then go through it and read a couple of points and different things. And it's This is... Uh, I'll just read it anyway. Acts 3, uh, and I'm starting at verse 8. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip hearing and seeing miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralysed and lame were healed and there was great joy in that city. The message title is called This, The The Sorcerer's Tale. And uh, there's a subheading called uh, The Road to Damascus. I know that's not very creative, but it's as good. I, I thought it was brilliant. See, when I come up with it, I thought, that's actually brilliant. Especially at Halloween, the road to Damascus. And then I typed it and I thought, oh, loads of people have done that. But it doesn't matter. So hence I put the, the sorcerer's tail. Let me just start by saying this. Without Havoc, some of you wouldn't even be here. Uh, if it wasn't for Havoc, you wouldn't even be saved. If it wasn't for Havoc in your life... Uh, you may never have came to know God or came to hear from God if it wasn't for havoc in your life. Uh, Saul, who became Paul, Saul and Paul's the same name, it's not a different name. Saul, Saul was his Jewish name. Paul was a Gentile name, exact same name. There's no other reason why it's different. It means small, actually. But uh, there's no real difference in this. It wasn't like... Like Peter became Simon, which means two complete. Uh, Simon became Peter, which was two completely different names. Saul and Paul's name means the exact same thing. It just means different things to different people. No, like like you would have a nickname uh, if you had a nickname with people that you knew, and then with people that you don't know, they call you your first name. It's more or less like that. Uh, but everywhere, everywhere there, there's havoc. There's usually men of God getting raised up. Every time there's havoc. So you go, God, I'm getting through, there's such havoc in my life. You know, well, if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't have cried out for help. Yeah. If it wasn't for havoc and trouble, you would... see if you've never had a problem, then there's no need for God. Yeah. If there's never been a problem, what's the need, what's the need for God? You know what I mean? Uh, T.D. Jake says this, and I've been challenged this by people who were born Christians and raised Christians all their life, where, the, where T.D. Jake says, if you've never been through anything or you've never experienced anything, uh, fair play to you, but you're probably no good to me. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably no help to me uh, because you've never been through anything. You've never been through a refining fire or anything. And, and here's Saul creating total havoc. Uh, in the church, everywhere he went, he's creating havoc. And that havoc caused men of God to scatter, including a guy called Philip. And it's no Apostle Philip. This is Philip the Evangelist. Uh, he's a different guy, just in case you're wondering. There's Philip the Apostle, but there's a guy called Philip the Evangelist. This is Philip the Evangelist. And through chaos, 
through havoc. See, if it wasn't for my havoc that I caused with alcohol, I don't think I would have ever cried out for help. See, if I just get drunk and went to sleep. See, if I just get drunk, went to sleep, woke up the next day and got on with my life, I, don't, I wouldn't be standing here today. It's the havoc. It's the havoc. It's the trouble. It's the, uh, we see havoc as a negative thing and God sees it as an opportunity. We see trouble as a, a nightmare and God sees it as, I'll send somebody to you. Uh, I'll, I'll send somebody to your life. If you were never in trouble or never did anything, you, the chances are you would have never need God. Uh, in fact, I'll go even further. Maybe it's not even your havoc. <laughs> even somebody else's havoc could bring you here. Yeah. Uh, the amount of people I've had conversations with over the years that says, you know what, I'm okay. Can you, I need to speak to you about my son or my daughter or my brother, or my sister, or my mother, or my father, or my wife, or my husband. And a, a relationship nightmare, an addiction, a pain, a hurt. Uh, maybe even somebody else's havoc. Somebody else's messy. Somebody else's mess can lead you to church. Yeah. And lead God. And you know, it's not even your mess. Uh, either way, God uses havoc. Uh, it's not always a bad thing. Uh, I believe it can be started a really good thing. Or, or another way to put it, I believe it's the start of a really God thing. Yes. Havoc's the start of a God thing, honestly, always. It goes on and says, and then move on, verse 9, and it says this, But there was a certain man called Simon who previously pra- practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which he'd done. See, when somebody starts telling you you're great, when they start telling you themselves that they're great, I would say that's a surefire sign of an alarm bell ringing. See, when somebody starts telling you how brilliant they are, you almost certainly know that there's trouble. Yeah. You know, when people start saying, I'm great, I'm great, wait till I tell you about how great I am. You almost know that there's always trouble brewing when somebody's telling you how good they are. Yeah. Uh, and here's a guy with obvious issues using people to promote his own agenda. This is what he's doing. He's using people to promote his own agenda. And they believed him. And it says the reason they believed him because he tricked him for a long time. The reason they believed him because he tricked him for a long time. He manipulated them. He, 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 they actually believed him that he was Mr. Fixer. You, know, you ever had Mr. Fixer in your life? Maybe Mrs. Fixer in your life. They, they, they fix you that much that you actually believe that they are the fixer. <laughs> they, they, they do the fixing that much they actually think oh they are the one that fixes me and this is what this guy did he manipulated people into believing he was Mr Fixer and he had all the power uh, question is this did he believe when, uh, when Philip said he was when he preached the gospel the question is to beckon did he actually believe because it says uh, when he found out they believed he believed I don't believe he believed. I don't, and, and, and studies say that he never ever believed. The problem is, is he just pretended to believe to protect his asset. Yeah. 
Uh, he just pretended to believe to protect his asset. Don't presume, listen to this, don't presume everybody goes along with you is in agreement with you. Don't presume because everybody goes along with you they're in agreement with you. Some people that go along with you are not in agreement with you. They're, they're nowhere near agreement with you. They'll just go along with you, but no necessarily agreement with you. Uh, if they've seen miracles for free, so what was happening here is these people are now seeing miracles for free. This Simon guy's like, ah, well, hold it here, I'm in bother. When God starts giving people something for free and you used to get money off it, yeah. we're in bother. Yeah. I love what Vicky said about the giving and I know no everybody would love that. I do. And I'll, I'll, I'll get into that. I know, people, know everybody would love that because it could, it could sound like prosperity gospel. It could sound like you get, it sounds like, it could sound like prosperity gospel. My experience is this. This is my experience. If you've got a different experience, I, I'm going to be dead bold and say this. I know it's Saturday night we're going to have fun. I'm going to be dead bold and say this. See if, see if you don't agree with that. I'll, I would love an interview with you one on one. And what we'll do is we'll date one Saturday night. We'll sit here and we'll, I'll have an interview with you on Saturday night up here and tell me how your lack of giving and your lack of generosity is blessing you compared to people as. Yeah. I'll interview you up here on this stage. I'll interview you on the stage. I'll be in front of everybody, we'll put it live and I'll live stream and then we'll talk about how you lack a giving and how you lack a generosity. I want you to explain to me how it's blessing your life in godly ways compared to people that's generous because I've never seen it. I've never seen it in my life ever, ever. I, I, it's never been wrote about, known, known God's word. It just does not exist. I could, I could scream with passion about that one because it doesn't exist. And see if it does exist, write to me. In fact, I would say, see if it doesn't exist, go to me in front of you, go to me right in front of this audience and we'll, we'll debate it in the audience. Yeah. That's how confident I am. Yeah. It's not about me. Yeah. That's how confident I am about God's word and generosity yeah. and giving. Yeah. I have never met a tight fist, seriously, I have never met a tight-fisted person who is getting blessed with God at this moment in time. Yeah. They'll know there'll be something missing for their life. They'll be less happy. They'll be less joy. I don't know whether they'll be getting financial freedom. Or, I don't know whether they'll be getting more money or no. That's irrelevant. Yeah. Totally irrelevant whether they're getting rich. Some people are so poor that all they've got is money. Yeah. And here's this guy now protecting his asset. He's protect. He's like, hold on here. God's getting stuff out for free that we that I used to make a living at. No, you know, here's the thing. Some people come to church and Jesus has gave you for free what psychologists has been making a fortune for. Seriously. See, what pharmaceutical companies has been making millions for, you got it for free through the word of God. Yeah. See, the word of God gave you for free. Pharmaceutical companies were getting, getting out of the business. Yeah. I know it's Saturday night, you want to bring back Reverend I am jolly, it's mere fun, isn't it? Mere fun, won't change your life, but mere fun. Yeah. And if they were seeing miracles for free, this guy's like, hold on here. Opportunity. You come to church and you get miracles for free, you're always going to get people seen as an opportunity. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, go and watch some of that God Channel stuff and you'll see it. How people are jumping the bandwagon an opportunity that God gives us for free. <laughs> God gives us it for free. It's free. Oh, send $77 or 77 days. I got, I got it for nothing. I get so bad. It cost me nothing. Well, it cost, it cost a lot, but it cost me. Do you know what? It's cost me plenty to grow. But it's no cost me a penny to get saved. Yeah. <laughs> it's cost Jesus everything. Uh, and he's in bother. And this new Simon the Saucer, his career's in bother here. Yeah. 
his career's in trouble. Uh, that's why. That's why. So, that's why. That's why so many people don't tell you the truth because their career and their finances would be in trouble. Yeah. They start saying, "By the way, Jesus loves you for free. Everyone will be free. You'll get it for free. You'll get freedom for free. You'll get a transformed mind by. Yeah, I'll be free. Yeah. This will come. It's free." It's free. It's called grace. It's called grace. It's freedom. Somebody else has paid the price for your freedom. It's free. Somebody's like, oh no, it'll cost you. No, it's cost him. Yeah. It'll cost you anything. Uh, and there's a sorcerer's tale that makes us think that, that, that we can get power for humans. Yeah. This is the lie here that this guy thinks that I've, I can get that power for him. Yeah. And then I can sell what he's got. Uh, the enemy's used people for years. The trick is into believing that people bring freedom to your life. Yeah. That's a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. People can't bring you freedom. I'm sorry. I know. See, if you're single, I promise you, your boyfriend's not going to set you free. Yeah. Yeah. I know the married people say, Amen. 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 Oh, no, but he does because he just loves me so much. You're not, he may well, but you're not going to get free. No, you're not going to get... Oh, but, 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 but if you knew how it made me feel. Yeah, well. Yeah, well, there'll be a few different feelings coming along the way. Do you get what I'm saying? And we, we get tricked into that and because we've no learned how to separate the difference between what a human, uh, human nurture and God's nature. We don't understand the difference, so we become obsessed with, with a human setting us free or a human causing this or a human causing... Here's this guy thinking, if a human can do that to somebody, he thinks Philip is doing this in the name of Philip. Yeah. It's like, if he can, how much money could I make? Yeah, exactly. I mean, a fortune here. And, and the enemy uses people for... He's used people for years. They think that I can get freedom for you. You just say yes to me. I'll get freedom. You, that's where my happiness will come. That's where my whatever. There's another lie. There's another sorcerer's lie that tells people that they're okay, but you need it. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Hold oh, on your heart. See if, see if people are okay with you being here because you need it, but they don't. It never ends well. It never ends. It never ends. See, see, this guy doesn't need God. He knows they do, and he's jumping the bandwagon, but they, no, no, I'm okay with you needing God. I'm okay with you. It's a lie. Uh, they, they think they're okay knowing that other people know God. Uh, nobody gets free because they've got a relationship with somebody that knows God. No, 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 my wife loves Jesus, but I'm not sure about it. But you know what? I'm all right with that. No, you're not. You may be okay with it, but you're not all right. Yeah. You're not okay. You won't be okay. Yeah. Yeah. You'll not get free with that. You can't get freedom in the bandwagon of somebody else's relationship with God. Yeah. Uh, and this guy, well, I'll get, I'll, I'll make a pack out of you here. I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll get freedom for somebody else's relationship with God. Yeah. You don't get freedom for somebody else's relationship with God. Yeah. Uh, um, they're okay knowing people who, who know God. Uh, they surround themselves with people that know God. Uh, I know somebody that knows God. I know somebody that knows God as if that's okay. So does the devil. He knows him really well. He used to cut about with him. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be enough. It's not enough in your life 
to have a relationship with somebody that's got a relationship with God. It never bodes well. It's, it's an unequal yoke. It's an unequal yoke. I don't mean to be a party popper here. I'm not saying it can't turn around. just want to say this. I'm not saying it can't turn around. I'm not saying if you're in a relationship with somebody and you're with God and you're not with God that God can't change you. What I'm saying is if it doesn't change, something will give. Yeah. Yeah. Something will give. Something will give. Something will snap. Yeah. They've got God. You don't need God. No, I don't, I don't get God that way. You don't get God. It doesn't work that way. Something eventually will give. Some will give. There will be havoc. There will be be havoc. God's no interested in a relationship with you through your pal. Just the exact same as you're no interested in a relationship with a pal through a pal. You want to know them. Uh, It won't be enough. Uh, You may have heard this. This This is a classic. And this guy's... You might have heard this. Eh? I don't mind you having faith. Doesn't bother me. Just don't tell me about it. That that that's okay if it's somebody you meet at the ice cream van. Yeah. See if that's somebody you meet at the ice cream. You, all you talk about the ice cream van is weather anyway, innit? Yeah. Well, it's cold tonight, innit? Cold. That's all you talk about the ice cream van. Uh, <laughs> it's true. I don't mind. I don't mind. You butter in. You bar in it, doesn't bother me. Gives me a bit of peace for a couple of hours while you're away. Has any he's heard that? Yeah. That's not all right. It never ends well. That, you, don't, you don't sail off into the sunset with that one. It doesn't work that way. I'm sorry, be a party pooper. I know you would love it to work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Ah, but I'm all right, but it doesn't bother me. Some people might even say this. I'm out there road and all. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm out there road as well. Hold on to now. Think about it. It's crazy. It does not work that way. It does not. Eventually, some will give. Ah, but they, they, they've got faith. No me. It doesn't bother me. Well, come on, we'll have an interview with you. What's this with the interview thing? <laughs> come on, we'll have a chat about it. And we'll delve into the nitty gritty about your life. We'll delve into the nitty gritty about your life and we'll ask you how good it is. Really? No surface. We'll demask you. See how I brought that in? Right, we'll demask you. We'll, 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 we'll remove the bravado and the talking out the side of your mouth. We'll remove all that stuff. We'll remove all your knowledge and we'll remove all that for the side and we'll delve into the nitty gritty about where you're at in life, how much peace you've got and how much freedom you've got. Now, if you're a believer, you, you're like, yes, that's true. We've got to believe that stuff, otherwise, what's the point of us being saved? Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it work. I've never seen it. Long term. Short term. Short term, yeah. My wife wasn't saved when I was saved. Short term, yeah. Long term disaster. Short term. Long term. Because there's no, there's no agreement. Yeah. <laughs> there's no agreement. There's no agreement. It won't work. It won't work. What will happen is somebody has to compromise. Somebody has to compromise somewhere. You know, somebody has to compromise somewhere. Usually what happens is the Christian compromises and starts making an excuse for them. Seriously. The Christian starts compromising and starts making excuses for their unwillingness. Only further making it easier for them never to come to know God. 
I would say this to you, is I know it's Saturday night. Don't make it easy for people not to see God. Don't make it easy for people never to know God. Don't give me, ah, oh, but they're all right because they, they like the boxing. Can you have a rip? What you like? It's, don't make it easy for people not to love God. Don't make it easy for people to stay away from God. No, don't, don't party with a prodigal. Oh, uh, the prodigal's parting. I'll just party with them, make them feel good. The father never partied with the prodigal. Don't party with prodigals, I would say, because it'll just prolong the pain. I'm asking you to listen to your way here and get, I don't want you to game go out to your wife or your husband. That's it, you're out. I'm not saying that. I'm, please, don't, I'm not saying that. Because I've had that before. I have. Because I never gave that buffer. You know, I've learned. I've got the scars of my guys phoning me up saying, What are you playing at, mate? Oh, <laughs> oh, so I'm not saying that. Just protecting myself there. Can I reel it back in? If you've got any arguments about that, James would love to answer it in the front row. He'd love to answer. It's a guy. He will answer any negative questions you've got about that. He'll interview you. He'll sit down with you. He'll have a chat with you and that. You know what I mean? Oh, I sometimes say to the guys, this is what you learn. I've said to them, some's no kind of right. And I'm like, oh, you'll need to have a word with him. No, just... So they need to go and maybe confront somebody or say something, listen, you maybe need to watch this. And then I meet them and then they say, do you know what Callum said to me? And I'm like, that's terrible. He <laughs> <laughs> should have, he should have, it's that way he should have known you listen to him. Should have never said that to you. <laughs> uh, verse 14, uh, time's starting to go. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had, 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 had fallen upon none of them. Uh, they'd only been baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money saying, there you go, he offered them money saying, give me this power also. That anyone in whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit as if he cares about that. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you. This is amazing. Your money perish with you. Because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter. For your heart is not right in the sight of God. I love that it says when Peter and John heard that they had received the word that they got on their horse. I love it. Because here's the thing, evangelists are brilliant, and I'm not saying anything to cry here, evangelists are brilliant at one in souls. But they're not always the best equipped to grow people. They're not always the best to grow people. They will love you. But they don't necessarily, they're not necessarily the greatest gifted people to grow you. That's why you need all sorts. Uh, Evangelists are brilliant at loving people and accepting people and bringing the gospel to life. Uh, they all believed Philip. They all believed the word. They all received the word. They were all baptised in water. Uh, evangelists bring to life the word. Yeah. Apostles bring power to the word. Yeah. It's a big difference. There's a big difference. Uh, they bring change. They believe what Philip says. But as yet, Jesus wasn't alive in them. Uh, 
the problem is with Pentecostal church over the years is, is that they've believed that baptism in the Holy Spirit is all about praying in tongues and shabba-dabba-doon and doing all that sort of stuff. It's got nothing to do with that. That may well or may not happen in your life. It's no proof that you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. So, so for any, any that, that is no proof of what I'm going to, that, that's just a thing. But it's definitely no that thing. What's proof about baptizing the Holy Spirit here is, is that you don't believe what somebody says about God. God's became alive in you. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's baptizing the Holy Spirit. Oh no, so if you're a Pentecostal, oh no, I'm, I'm a Pentecostal because I can pray in tongues. That doesn't make you, that, doesn't, that, that may well be the case. But it's just because somebody doesn't do all this stuff or shabba dabba do or whatever it is they do does not mean that they're not baptised in the Holy Spirit. Baptised in the Holy Spirit here and you can read other scriptures, there's loads of them. It's got nothing to do with what you do yeah. after. It's how you believe. Yeah. That's, it's, it's all to do with how you believe. And uh, they believe what Philip says, so they believed in Jesus. You ever heard them say, no, nah, I believe in Jesus. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. So did I. So did I every weekend when I was getting drunk. Yeah. I did not know believe in Jesus. In fact, I cannot recall ever know really believing in Jesus. Really, for I was five years of age, I, I believed in Jesus, I think. To some degree or another, whatever he looked like or whatever he was, I could never have explained it. But to some degree, I kind of believed, especially every time I got in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Jesus kept me out of this one. I always thought, it wasn't that I never believed in Jesus, it was just that he wasn't alive. Uh, he was never alive in my life, so... The Holy Spirit is no about shabba dabba doing and praying in tongues and prophetic art and prophetic drawing. If that's what you're into, great. It's never about that. It's about the difference between Jesus being in here and Jesus being in here. Yeah. That's the difference, just here and here. I heard somebody saying this. Some people will miss heaven by 12 inches. The distance between there and there. Yeah. Or there and there. Depends where your heart is. I think it's only about there. <laughs> the difference between Jesus in your head and Jesus in your heart. Religion can have Jesus in your head, but no alive and breathing in your heart. Well, I believe in God. Wow. Wow. I can get envy. Everybody, to some degree. I heard a great story with uh, Rich, is it Dawkins? The, the, the great, the, the guy who's the massive, uh, auntie. what's his name? Do, Dawkins, eh? Hockey, uh, he's, the, he's, the, he's, the, he's the atheist scientist guy. Yeah, he's the master, he's the atheist scientist guy. Now, I've seen an interview. I've seen a Dawkins, I think his name is. Eh? He, he's, he's a, we've got to have a debate about this now. No, I mean, you know what I'm on about anyway? He's, a, he's, he's this famous atheist scientist. And he was getting interviewed and he interviewed a Christian. And eh, he asked him, he asked the Christian a question. And he said to the Christian, he says, he says tell, me the, tell me the gospels in order. And from the start of the New Testament, tell me each book in order to the end of the New Testament. He's like, and the, guy, the Christian guy's like, not sure, I can't, I can't think. He's like, see, you say you're a Christian and you don't even know it word by word. And the guy turns around and says to him, he says, okay, let me ask you a question. Uh, you, you, you've got, you believe in the theory of the species and all that works. He says, yeah, I do. He says, tell me the full title of the book. He's like, oh, I know it. It's, uh, uh, oh, God. Let me think. That's what he said. Uh, let me think. Uh, uh, oh, God, what is it again? An atheist. 
Oh God, what is that again? He says, well, I'm presuming that you can't be an atheist either then because... Just because you know God in your head doesn't mean that you get there any change in life. People say, well, I've not seen any my life changing since God's been in your life. That's because he's... Well, he's not got any change because he's just here. He's here. And what happens here is, is that Philip did preached the gospel and they believed them. It says they believed Philip. They believed Philip. It's like the woman in Samaria when she talked to the gentleman who they says, she came and she says, I met a man who's, who knows everything I've ever done and ever been and I believe he still loves me. Could this man be the Christ? And they said at that point that they all believed her. That's what it says. They all believed her. 2,000 men, a woman who was totally unquoted, they all believed her because of the conviction and because of the passion that she had when she talked about it. Yeah. And then it says this, this is what it says, they all believed her. And then it says, then they left her and went to the well where they met Jesus. Yeah. And then do you know what it says next? And then they believed him. There's a difference between having a relationship with somebody who's got a relationship with God and having a, relation, a personal relationship with God. Here's, here's, what the John and, here's, what John and, here's what John and Pierre brings. He's like, listen, they, 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 we know what you believe what Philip said. You know, I can, I can read this to you and you go, I, I, I agree with Mark. I believe what Mark says. I believe what Mark says. I believe what Mark says. I believe what the Word says. I believe what the Word says. That doesn't really change anything. Yeah. What changes it when it starts breathing? Yeah. When it starts having a pulse? When it starts living and breathing in your heart? And this is where, this is where John, this is where John and, and Peter come in the light, you know what, and then he says, and then they baptised in the Holy Spirit. There were no talk about, there were no talk about anything flaking, you know. There was no talk about it, no in this case. There no talk about anything flaking on. It just says that they baptised them in the Holy Spirit and they all, they all received power and they all knew who Jesus was. Yeah. Completely different thing. The Holy Spirit brings Jesus to alive in us, not just alive to us. That's the difference. Uh, believing in someone who believes is not the same as believing. Uh, let me move on. Fraser, do you want to come up? I bet you couldn't do that. But just come up. So here's some of the challenge tonight as I bring this in. I know you believe in Jesus. But is he alive in your life? Right. I know you believe in him, but is he alive in your life? Is he alive in your life? I sometimes ask people when they're shutting their eyes and worship him. Like, I do believe in Jesus. They believe in Jesus. Well, the last thing you get saved is your wallet. You've heard me saying that before. I'm like, why, why can you believe and pray to such an amazing God, but yet that's still going on in your life? Yeah. Do you know him as your Lord and Saviour? When Simon the sorcerer sees the power, he tries to buy it. That's what he does. He tries to buy it. No, he'd be free, but to use it to enhance his agenda. Yeah. Uh, there's this lie that makes us think we can buy power. Don't you think? There's a lie that makes us think we can buy power or buy freedom. Uh, there's a lie that makes us think that if we dress like a Christian, we can behave like one. Dressing like one doesn't make you like one. <laughs> Just because I dress like one. Some people are here dressed up. Religious people would probably have a judgment of that. Seriously. As if it flipping matters. Seriously. They care more about what you're wearing outside than really what's going on inside your heart. God couldn't care less about what you're wearing outside. 
Honestly, he couldn't care less. And no, I, I've long since been studying the, and I don't want to go there with this Halloween thing and where it, where it is and where it lands. And I'm just thinking, do we honestly believe that the devil's more powerful than Halloween? Do you honestly believe the devil's more powerful than Halloween? Seriously? No. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. If you think the devil's more powerful than Halloween, you don't know the power of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> if you think he's more powerful than Halloween, yeah. oh, it's not. It's not. I don't, personally, me and what we believe in our church is, we don't have a problem with it. We have a, prob- we have a problem with it if it's got the wrong motive. Yeah. It's all to do with the motive. It's got nothing. It's got all to do with motive. It's got nothing to do with whether you dress up or don't dress up. It depends on where. It depends on where you're taking it. It depends on what you're taking. It depends on where you're going. With it. Yeah. It's uh, and I and if any of you have got doubts with that, whether you're listening here or no here, again, I'll I'll have a chat with you about it, uh, and I'll explain how we we see it, how we'll have this fun or how we'll do that because I don't believe anybody is. MD's closer or further away to God how they dress? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. At all? Yeah. It all? It all just depends on motive and how we operate and how we work it. Uh, Halloween for me is... It's, uh, I've spoken about it before. It's a Christian thing that, 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 that the pagans get hoardy, that the Christians then get fearty. That's what it is. And Christians get frightened of it because then they made it something that it wasn't. Yeah. And it was never meant to be that. Oh, if you're taking your kids out, if you're, see if you've got a four-year-old daughter and you're sending her out to the streets trick-or-treating on her own, that's just stupid. <laughs> see if you've got a four-year-old daughter and she's dressing up as a bride and you're taking her out trick-or-treating to get sweets, it's just totally secular. It's, there's nothing, there's nothing religious about that. It's, why would we give the devil more power than he should be getting? Why, why, why are we giving him power? Why are we giving him power when it was actually a Christian thing to begin with that... that that, that non-believers and pagans get a holiday and that made Christians fear. See, that's how the devil works. That's how he always works. Yeah. You take some that's really godly, then, then the enemy gets a hold of it, yeah. then Christians run for it. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I give you the world today. Yeah. Then we all run for it because we're afraid they can contaminated by the enemy. That's how it all started. You know, there'll be loads of different people. There'll be some that go crazy. They'll no touch it. They'll no go near it. They'll be terrified of it. They'll no go near it. They'll, they will not touch it at Halloween. I get that. That's their prerogative. You'll get the other ones that'll go the opposite way and try and scare people into believing in Jesus. That's no any better. Yet you'll get other ones that'll just see it for what it totally is and no give the devil any power. You know, just no give the devil any power or stuff that he'd never should have had any power over in the first place. Yeah. Only power he's got is the power we gave him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Simon wanted power for his own gain and his own game. Uh, it's common. You know, it's common amongst tricksters to buy tricks off people. That's how it works. So people who are magicians, they'll buy tricks off another magician. That's how they do it. So they sell it to the highest bidder. They, they don't bother about performing. The majority of magicians that you'll have never heard of because they're not on stage, they sell their tricks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they sell their tricks to other performers. Uh, Simon was trying to buy what he seen as a trick. He's a lie. 
Don't, don't let the devil tell you what God's doing is a trick. Never let the devil tell you what God's doing is a trick. Trying to trick you. No, they're trying to trick me into giving. They're trying to trick me into that. They're trying to trick you into anything. That's the enemy that's telling you that. Yeah. Uh, and some people can't receive God because they've been manipulated to believe that God's a trickster. Some of the people that's close to your life today are so manipulated by the enemy that they don't want to receive God because they think it's a trick. Yeah. It's a trick by the trickster. Yeah. It's no God that's tricking. Yeah. <coughs> no, I can't receive God because it's somehow it's a trick. They're trying to trick me into something. I used to think that, I know. They're trying to trick me into getting to church. They're trying to trick me into getting, getting the money. They're trying to trick me into something. Uh, uh, <laughs> how the enemies lie to them. I think they can bargain with God. You know, I know some believers that think they can give their way to prosperity. It's horrible. It's horrible. They think if they give money to God, their business will prosper. <laughs> Seriously? Are you kidding me? Do you think God's monetary system is... Works in that way that we can give God money that will make our business successful or it'll make a I'll give us more money. That's the downside of the prosperity gospel. Yeah. The prosperity gospel is a lie because it tells you that you give to get more money. Yeah. The prosperity but, but the monetary system in heaven's good. Well listen, the streets in heaven are paved, paved with gold. Yeah. So the monetary you no, know, it's like the, the guy that says he goes to heaven, he's like he transferred all his money to gold. You know the story? He, tries for, he transfers all his money to gold so he can get into heaven, so he can take it away. And when he gets to heaven, he's walking up to heaven with this big bag of gold. And Peter turns around and says to John, he says, look at this head case coming with a bit of pavement. <laughs> As if it's any good to you whatsoever. And that's what happens. That They think, well, if I give, then I'll... The currency in heaven is love. The currency in heaven yeah. is no money. Yeah. The cur- when people are no given... It's no money they're missing out on. It's the revelation of God. It's the revelation of God. It's soul prosperity. Apostle Peter says, make you prosper as your soul does prosper. What does soul mean? How you think, how you feel, and how you act. That's your soul. It helps enlarge how you think, how you feel, how you act. I've coached and counseled people for 20 years, and I've never sat down with anybody who's got a given problem, who's prospering soulishly. They're not. They're no, and see if you're here tonight and that's what you're doing, I'm telling you, it's part of the reason you're no prospering in your soul. Yeah. It's part of the reason you've got a thinking problem. It's part of the reason you've got a it's a part of the reason you've got a loving problem. It's part of the reason you've got a serving problem. It's part of the reason that your mind's getting manipulated. It's part it's the reason yeah. because make you prosper as your soul does prosper. It's part of the reason your relationships are falling apart. No. Now that's no prosperity gospel. Yeah. Yeah. That's just God's word. Yeah. May you prosper as indeed your soul does prosper. Yeah. Then God says, test me on this. See if I don't pour out a blessing in your life. What the, do you think the blessing's money? Uh-huh. Well, ask yourself a question. Is any time you get more money, were you happier? No, no really. No. Ask yourself any time you were closer to God and you felt the reality of God and the presence of God. Yeah. If you were happier, you'll say yeah. definitely. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. And it's the ugly side of the prosperity. Let me just close. This is my last close band. you want to come up? Through all this nightmare, through all this nightmare, Saul gets worse, who becomes Paul. He just cannot cope. He cannot cope that 
the havoc's caused more people to know Jesus. He's just went mental. Uh, and I'll not get into the story, but he goes mental. And he goes mental and he goes up to the court and he says, look, I'm looking for mere power here. I don't want these people to scatter. Can I kill them? That's what he says. I don't, I don't want them to scatter now. It's, it's not enough for me. This Philip guy's on the go, Philip the evangelist. Now John and Peter is now empowering people. And now these people are actually loving God. It's a nightmare. This sorcerer's having a nightmare. You know, for all we know that the sorcerer worked for them. For all we know, we don't know that. Possible. And Paul's like, this is a nightmare. Saul at the time is like, this is a nightmare. People are getting saved. And as he leaves, he says he's walking along the Damascus Road. And he says as he's walking along there, he hears a voice from heaven. He hears a voice from heaven and the voice from heaven says, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul then says, who, who, who's saying this? Why are, you, why are you not believing in me? Why are you not trusting me? Why are you fighting against the people who love me? Why are you fighting against these people who love me? Why are you fighting me? Why are you trying to destroy me? And he asks who's speaking, and he says, it's Jesus. He says, it's Jesus that's speaking to you. It's Jesus you're persecuting. And then he says this. He says about Gordon, can you put that scripture verse up? Lana, if you don't mind. I'll see if I can get it. He says a part about Gordon. I'll see if I can find it. It says, So why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And then he says, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. It's hard for you to kick. And he says to Paul this, he says, It's hard for you, it's Saul at the time, it's hard for you to kick against the goads. Isn't it? So he said, trembling and astonishing, says to him, Lord, what do you want me to do now? This is a guy who would kill Christians. Now getting saved. This is, what, this is what it means to kick against the goads, what they're talking about. In those days, and he would have known exactly what that meant, and some of you, whether you're here or listening here, or the people who are struggling, and on this journey with God, he's surrendering their life and trying to, this is what happens. And when Jesus says that you're kicking against the goads, what he's actually describing is is what shepherds used to do with oxes. Yeah. So the ox, and that, that Saul would have known this as a Jew, this would have been common terms, you know, to, to kick against being goaded. I mean, you know what it's like to be goaded. Yeah. Don't goad me. Don't goad me. Don't start me. Yeah. You ever heard that? Don't start me. Don't goad me. Yeah. It's the exact same. Right? So what would have happened is the shepherd when the ox, trying to get the ox in the direction it wanted to go in. Yeah? The shepherd would have a point in the end of their staff and they would prod it in to the ox to keep it going in the direction it was meant to be going in. But what what the ox would do to try and fight back is it would kick its back heels to stop, to stop it being prodded. Uh, this is what I want to, this is, this, is, this is what I believe God wants to say to some of you tonight, and if you're listening, that the, the, then when they kicked, the ox kicked against the golden, this would jag into them. And every time, 
Saul tried to go in a direction that was away from God and God tried to direct him a certain way, he would kick out and every time he kicked out, he would get more hurt. See, there's some people that every time they try and go in a different direction for God, it's getting sore. See, every time you try and go in your own strength and your own way, it just hurts you. Every time you try and do something, it just gets worse. It just gets worse. And for some people, whether you're listening here or here tonight, you're just like, you know what, this has been getting sore. I've been running away from God for, I ran away from God for 20 years. 20 years. Kitten. Every time I was getting goaded, I'd kick it. I'd find a reason not to believe in God. I'd find a reason not to give. I'd find a reason not to surrender. I'd find a reason not to serve. I'd find a reason why God wasn't for me, but you needed him. I'd find a reason why I didn't need God. And all the time, my life was getting worse. All the time, my life was deteriorating. All the time, I was getting speared. Because I was kicking out. Can everybody stand? See, the harder Saul fought against Jesus, the sorer it got. You ever find that? You yeah. the harder you try and no surrender, the sorer it gets. You ever notice that? See, the more I tried no to surrender, the worse my alcoholism got. See, the harder you fight no to surrender, see, the harder you fight. Me and Calum were talking about a brilliant thing in church the other day and he said a brilliant thing and I don't mean this derogatory in any way. He says there's always about two or three different types of people that come to this church. He says, there are people who want to get better but don't know how. They're great. They usually stay. There's, there's people who don't want to get better but pretend they do. They usually don't. And the third type is people who don't think there's anything wrong with them. They definitely don't. Yeah. I don't know where you find yourself in one of these things. I don't know if you find yourself getting prodded. Oh God, God's trying to... Oh, I'm, I'm, every time I try to get away from God, see every time I try to get away from God, it gets sore. Yeah. My condition gets worse. My behaviour gets worse. My choices get worse. My life get worse. It deteriorated in every area of my life. Every single time I tried to run, it gets sore. You find yourself it gets sore every time you try to run for God? As you try to kick out? No, that's not for me. That's for you. You need God. And you think, oh. Eventually Saul falls on his knees and the rest of history as he becomes Paul, changes his name to Paul. Writes two thirds of the New Testament. Not all started with I'm kicking out and lashing out. And Jesus says to him, You know what? All this prodding stuff's no helping you. All this fighting's no helping you. All this holding back's no helping you. All this struggle to surrender's no helping you. All this trying to be in charge is no helping you. All this trying to protect yourself is no helping you. All this pretending that you're better than what you're no helping you. All this pretending that you're okay when you're no okay is no helping you. All, all, all this fighting against people of God's no helping you. All this struggling again is no helping you. All these battles are no helping you. All this manipulation is no helping you. God's amazing way, just prodding us enough to bring us to our knees. When I get saved, the day, the weekend I get saved, talk about prodding. It was, 
It was, it was the prod that broke, broke Mark's back, if you want to call it. Because I was trying to act okay. And I'm standing in a E retreat. Honestly, the pride was ripping at me. As I tried to act sorted and okay, you know. Never seen anybody coming to know Jesus with such pride. Standing like that. Prideful, I was ready to speak in front of a big audience about recovery. <laughs> Go figure. Go to talk about recovery. Go to talk about what I knew about recovery. Didn't you know anything about me? Uh, had an opinion about everything, but knew nothing. And I was getting prodded all weekend. So as no, as if I hadn't been prodded for you. I was getting prodded all weekend to the point of view. I'm like, this is agony. I'm kicking out here. I'm kicking out one more kick. And it brought me to my knees and I remember crying out. And I meant to say, my name's Mark, I'm an alcoholic. Some of you will know the story. My name's Mark, I'm an alcoholic and I was going to tell you my wonderful wisdom about what I knew. Yeah. I says, my name's Mark, I'm an alcoholic. And everybody's like, this guy's brilliant. He's some half man. Brilliant, mate, you hear him? That's what I heard them saying. I don't think they were saying any of that at all. This wee guy's magic. He knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. My name's Mark, I'm an alcoholic. And the next thing that comes out of my mouth is it was like the final prod. My name's Mark, I'm an alcoholic, and I'm a fake and phony, and I'm here and I'm pretending to be better than what I am. And I'm no who you think I am. And for the first time in my life, that prod that I was kicking against, I'd name or kick. I didn't have another kick. Probably my knees. Holy Spirit touched my life there and then didn't even know what the Holy Spirit was but I knew Jesus was real didn't even know what the Holy Spirit was at all what the Holy Spirit was and they shabba dabba doing wasn't even in church how could we be shabba they weren't, weren't even in a church they were in a manor house no, no fanfare no nothing but Jesus let us it's me you're persecuting it's me you're running away from Thanks for listening to this podcast from Hope United. You can stay connected with us through our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages.